You're listening to Two Tape Decks and a Mixing Board, a podcast about life through the world. Welcome to our special Halloween episode of Two Tape Decks and a Mixing Board. My name is J-Mac in St. Louis, also joined by... Hey, this is Sam Wade, and I am also in St. Louis, J-Mac, and it's so good to see you. And we've got a special guest, which you're going to wait to introduce to after I get the business out of the way. Sam, did you know that a, that a new episode of Two Tape Decks and a Mixing Board drops every Wednesday? That is one of the best things about every week, J-Mac. And of course, every Saturday, a B-side drops, and... I describe it all the time. Why don't you describe what a B-side is for our listeners right now? Because this is kind of close to my heart, i got to say. I think B-sides are one of the coolest things that we've ever uh, done uh, with this show. I'm patting myself on the back right now. Well, you should. It's fun. Listen. Actually, it was your idea. It's it's small, digestible, bite-sized chunks of two tape decks. But, you know, we just kind of like talk about weird scenarios and just kind of have fun. Just kind of uh, have, you know, let ourselves cut up a little bit and laugh. More than normal. Well, as I said, it's a Halloween episode. It's, we are currently sitting by a fire out in a spooky, moonlit, wooded area. Don't ask. We can't tell you where it is. It's kind of a secret location. There's apparently some supernatural things that may may or may not happen on this episode. We're going to talk about some things anyway. I just felt something go by my ear. I'll add a wolf howl there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you want to talk about the genesis of the where this idea came from to do a halloween show i told you before that i felt like we needed to get in the spirit of the of the of the season what are you what are your thoughts on halloween i guess is what i'm getting at sam do you enjoy the spooky fall season where we get to tell scary stories and all that oh absolutely i, I you know as a kid it was always had a lot more mystery and spookiness to it you know especially during the satanic panic days of the 80s um but yeah i love i think halloween's fun i th- you know there's something about like being scared that's just you know bring it's just a very human thing and i and i think that uh it's kind of fun well let's bring in our special guest he's been waiting in the in the sh- in the shrouded shadowy woods let's 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 walk him up to the campfire and say hello to Jared. What's up, buddy? Good evening. That sounded kind of <laughs> yes. ominous. Now, now Jared's <laughs> been on the show before. He was on our UFO episode, which I got to tell you was one of my favorite episodes that we ever did because it's so weird and so divergent from what people may expect this show to be. I like keeping people guessing. Well, it's it's fun to stop and and you know of course usually on this show and it will probably filter into this because it's part of our lives but we we talk about music we talk about songwriting and production and and all of that but every once in a while it's fun to stop and just talk about some interesting thing like a UFO or a scary story or a rando knot I mean we we've done a few of these so it's it's fun to do another one J Mac Jared do you like the Halloween season you seem like a kind of guy that would dig it I love it 
I wanted to be a special effects artist when I was a kid. Ooh. Oh, like, uh, like what's the guy on The Walking Dead? Greg, Greg Nicotero, Greg the guy Nicotero, that makes the zam- yeah. zombies? Yeah, well, it was Rick Baker when I was a kid. So. Yeah, like, like I'm thinking of, like, The Thing. Like, that's some of American the creepy... American in London? Yes! Those are, like, re- those are, like, the creepy, cool stuff, like, animatronic stuff that's still super creepy. Yes. I was not allowed to trick or treat as a kid. It was considered the devil's holiday, and we did we did a little talking about that upstairs before we descended into the bunker, about the satanic panic of the '80s and how it bled into our childhood. Sam, were you scared of the devil growing up? Because I was. Yeah, I was scared of the devil growing up, definitely. You know, from a young age. Um, so yeah, I you know, it, but it's but it's one of those things as as you uh, as you're around longer, you know. It, Hopefully it gets easier to separate the stories from the truth and at the same time appreciate, you know, a good story. Well, we're going to glorify evil and the supernatural on this episode, so throw your childhood out. Jared, how did how did you grow up thinking about the devil? What was, what was your opinion of the devil and supernatural and, like, the evil, creepy side of things? Were you allowed to dabble in that type of thing, or was, was it, like, foreboding? Uh, so I, I grew up in a, a fairly religious family, and uh, my grandfather was a preacher. My dad... Uh, was the family therapist at our church? Okay, okay, so That's cool. So I bet he he heard a lot of scary shit. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I feel like Satan was definitely you know kind of not the good guy until I was about thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got and, and I got my first metal album. What was yeah. that? Pray tell. I got to hear what your first metal album was. <laughs> Quiet right. Oh right. yeah. There's nothing like a good supernatural story to kind of spook you out and and kind of, you know, make you wonder what's on the other side. Do you have one of those, Sam? I was hoping you might have one. I do have one. I've told it on the show before, but this was very early on. I think yeah, it might have been, been one of our first five episodes. We've been rolling for a while, so I'm going to... I'm going to lay on you the creepiest thing that ever happened to me. Jared, you have not heard this story, and I, I beg you to not tell me that you would have shit yourself if this would have happened to you. <laughs> Will do. Okay, so like just we're sitting here at the campfire tonight. Um, this We went to St. Joe State, State Park. I don't know if you know where that's at. It's down south. It's like it's a, big, a big park. Big sand dune, and there's like a camping area, which was it's like wooded, but there's little campsites in it. And me and my friends, we were all about... 15 I want to say that age where you start to go how can I start to really scare people you know that age where you get mis- mischievous well we were sitting in our tent and this was about midnight and and we were all telling scary stories and I should say that before we went in my our, my my dad and the other dad that went with us said do not wake me up talking about scary ghosts in the woods we're like, oh, we're not, we're not scared of ghosts. No, no, it's like, it's all fake. It's like Ghostbuster <laughs> shit. It's no, no big deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're telling scary stories, and we were recording it in this boombox right here. Nice. <laughs> so somewhere there's a tape of me stopping because I see something moving through the woods. Now we were peeking through the tent. There was like a big screen window on the tent. I saw something out of the corner of my eye, and I looked, and coming up the sidewalk was something that was glowing white. Whoa! This is like in the middle of the night. Midnight. It was midnight or later. Okay. Creepy. Now, it was kind of hard to see because it was through the through the woods, but it, the way it was moving didn't seem normal. I didn't see the legs moving. I saw it kind of levitating, like Ooh, just just like an inch off the ground. No no arm swing, no legs moving. And I told my buddies, I was like, "What what is? Did anybody see this?" And we all looked out the window. 
and it continued to move really slowly. It was walking much too slowly. It was moving much too slowly to be walking. It was almost like it was creeping. I'm, ma- I'm not making Whoa. this shit up. Not making this shit up. But the, but the weirdest thing is once I pointed at it and said, look at that, guys. There was like, it was like a white hood and all I saw was the head go. Uh, and, and make a, just a slow left turn to over where we were in the tent. And we were like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Freaked the hell out. Now, how far away from you was this? You were seeing this. It was, okay, so, like, upstairs in the living room, it was, like, from our, the couch to the street. This was not very far, maybe 20, 30 feet. And I okay. Was, and it was through the woods, but, like, there was a clearing in the woods, and I I never found out what it was. So we ended up waking up my dad and, and the other dad, and they were not happy. And... They said we told you to stop scaring each other, and we—I don't know, dude. It was just that's a, weird, a creepy story. It was the dude. Weirdest yeah. thing I've ever seen. I can't explain it. Now, what I got from my friends later on—they stayed one more night. They were stupid. They stayed one more night, and they said they saw it again. They said it was a lady in a bathrobe. Ladies in bathrobes don't have hoods, and they—they yeah, they move weird. their legs when they walk because there was there was like a there was like a like a bathroom at the top of the hill. Who the hell goes to a public shower at like one o'clock in the morning? Nobody. Yeah, that would be a little nobody. bit weird. Nobody, nobody. So serial killers. That's that's who goes. Yeah, there. yeah. So or I don't ghosts. know. I don't know what I saw, and I remember telling this story to Sam at, at, when he was about fifteen. Oh, it freaked me out when I was. 15. I guess you were about thirteen. You were so, a couple years younger than me. Did it look like Patrick Swayze? I couldn't see the face. <laughs> good, good joke though. Good joke though. No, Dude. there was no face. Like where the hood was, it was just a black opening. You know, like the ring wraiths on Lord, Lord uh, of the Rings. But but yeah, it was like a white yeah. cloak with. I sound crazy, but I swear this is what I saw. I Dude, that's awesome. Whatever, I wish I'd have seen that Whatever was it was was not a lady in a bathrobe. And the funny thing was, nobody wanted to talk about it afterward. There were there was four other four other guys in the tent with me that night, and not one of them wanted to talk about what happened that night. That's a good scary crazy. story, man. No, that's good stuff. Do you have any scary stories, Jared? Um, they don't have to be quite that good. So, I don't know. This is probably more of an urban legend than like a story of... You know, similar right. to to what J Mac said there, but uh, when when I lived in Springfield, Missouri, there was always talk of what was called Camp Winoka, right? So Camp Winoka was supposedly this Girl Scout camp, okay, right? And uh, if I remember the story correctly, there were three Girl Scouts who were killed <gasps> at that camp. Oh my God! Right, yeah, and uh, supposedly they haunted the place. Right, so oh um, yeah, that's a good legend. Yeah, well, come to find out, it, it really was a legend. It was actually an old deer hunting camp that that was out. That's there. even creepier somehow. Yeah, so, but it was it was a you know it was a good scare when I was a little kid. So there were sure. there were murders at this place at some point, or was it all made up? So I think it was. I th- I think the story of the murders were actually all made up. You know, it wasn't even a Girl Scout camp. It was some, some but this family's is, deer camp out there that looked like... But it's enough to scare Girl the Scout crap camp. out of you guys as right. kids, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Th- yeah this absolutely. is like community lore, right? Like, this is right. probably something that's, like, localized just to that area, right? Correct. Yeah. So, like, that's kind of cool. So that's like a, a Springfield story that we wouldn't yeah. normally hear. Spring- yeah. You, yeah. And so you grew up hearing this thing. Of course it would be like... Yeah. Did it keep you from going out in the woods by yourself? Oh, no. You're no. like, I'm I mean, just gonna I'm like go well, it. you know, I mean, there's a there, there's a point in time where you you switch from being the kid that is like, you know, hiding under their covers at stories like this to, yeah, I want to go check that out. Yeah, you're like, this right. sounds cool as hell. Yeah. Well, right. I I can I can tell you 
that that area is pretty spooky because you just made me think of a story that happened to me right in that same area actually oh. I, I was at a camp uh in that area not far outside of springfield i don't it might have been that hunting camp because it was like mm. it, it had a bunch of cabins and i was there for some kind of retreat or something and oh, wait a i think was it was it like hammond's a, mill I, I really don't remember. I just know it was like a men's like uh, like getaway to, to fish and like you know like one of those community sponsored things. Okay, um, like a bonding thing. Yeah, like you know something like a church men's group. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Like anyway. Thomas Keepers or something like that, but maybe yeah. not as heavy on the religious stuff. Yeah, something like that. Right. Well, anyway, we're out here in the middle of nowhere, and you have to drive through like all of this farmland where it's like a narrow road that twists and turns through the fields and. I had to leave early because I had to work the next morning. And so me and one other dude decided to head back late that night to be back in St. Louis for the morning. And, you know, for those who are not familiar with it, it's about maybe, what, maybe two and a half, three hours from mm-hmm. that way to get right. to St. Louis. So we're driving. We leave at like one in the morning, right? And we're just trying to stay awake. I was younger at the time, used to just staying up late. All yeah, until you get old, and it's like, yeah. oh, it's 11 o'clock, I need to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So we decided that we're just going to go for it. We're just going to drive straight through. So we start driving down this dark road. There's no street lights, And it's in the fall, so there's cornfields on either side that are standing super high, where you can barely see the sky driving between these on like a little two-lane road, dirt road. Great place for something spooky to happen yeah you mm. expect to see like some scarecrow pop out of the field or something like like uh like uh um jeepers creepers yeah. yeah exactly like that so we're driving down this road and all of a sudden this fog rolls in so not only is it dark with no lights but this fog is lighting up the road is so it I have possible to start- it was a supernatural fog sam it might have been because it started getting like the stephen spooky. king book <laughs> <laughs> So let me tell my ghost story, J Mac. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep interrupting you. I've got so much to say. I'm just, I'm just bubbling over here. I just, I'm, 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 I'm actually getting like little goose pimples right now. It's freaking me out a little bit. Well, then it's, then it's working. So we're driving down this dark road, and we see off on the side, there's a bright orange cat sitting right next to the road, just standing silently, watching us drive by. Now there's no other cars going by either. Mm. And it was close enough to where, you know, I had to make sure that I slowed down and didn't hit it. I was like, oh, yeah, there's a cat. That's funny. So we keep driving. And about two minutes later, we see a cat, an orange cat sitting by the side of the road. Same cat. You're caught in the matrix. And exactly. Our minds start going. There. I was like, wait, okay, that first time, okay, it was just a cat. But did you see that? He's like, yeah, dude, that looked like the same cat. We're like, okay, there's probably just two cats. So we're driving a little bit further. We drive for like two or three more minutes. We go around a turn. And there in the headlights, as soon as I go around the turn, is the same orange cat. Oh, hell no. And we were just like, Mm -hmm. it just creeped us out. And then then like you get that feeling of dread that comes over you, like something bad's about to happen. I was like, dude, should we just... put the pedal to the metal and get out of here he's like yeah get out of here so we took off and we were just like driving super fast out this country road just to get away um you know obviously we're fine but like that was just one of those creepy weird things i never actually could explain well here's the creepy here's the thing (laughs) we live in the city and even even in the suburbs we don't experience darkness like it is out in the woods out in the country And it is kind of disorienting when you go out there. And when you're so used to the the bright lights of the city, I remember going out 
when we visited Arizona years ago and we were out like on what like driving through one of the reservations no lights anywhere we got out and like we parked on the side of the road you could see every star in the sky and I gotta tell you it was kind of overwhelming yeah it's cool because we're so used to I think they call it light pollution and then noise pollution so you're out and you don't hear anything but crickets and you don't see anything but moonlight and then the fog rolls in hell to the no dude no nah Dude, no. you're kind of creeping me out a little bit. I'm going to put another log on the campfire here. Don't start another log. Make, make Jared, dude. He, he's yeah. a new guy. <laughs> yeah, Jared. Away we both put. It's it's getting a little too dark around here. I keep thinking I keep hearing something behind me in the woods. Well, you know our listeners probably have heard by now. There's there's occasional spooky sounds like that you will hear. We are hearing those too, but we're trying to ignore those because yeah, you don't want to trying to it. concentrate on the podcast, not on the the growing terror that's mounting in our loins. <laughs> 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 That's terrifying. <laughs> well, you guys want to throw like any like like scenarios on us here? You got any creepy scenarios like what if kind of thing? I got one for you. Lay it on me, bro. Okay, so this is kind of one of those classic tropes, but I'm really curious about this. So get get inside this mindset. You just move in to a new place, right? And you're having trouble sleeping at night. You know, you wake up where the start and you're like this is just too creepy and so what if you decide you know to do like the paranormal activity thing where you set up a mic in the room don't do that and a camera and the very first night that it happens you wake up and you review the footage and you see a shadow standing at the end of your bed just kind of lurking back and forth pacing what would you do in that situation Jared (laughs) uh Satan, accept me. <laughs> Please. I have no idea, dude. That would scare the crap out of me. Like, can you imagine if you really saw that on the film, like, by your bed? Like, yeah, I would probably, I would probably scream. Yeah, would you, like, would you set up the camera again the same night? No, would dude, enough? I would be out of that place. <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> what about Hotel you, J-Mac? What well, would you do? Well, here's the thing. I'm with, Jer- I'm with Jared. What you don't know can't hurt you. Like, maybe it can, but if you don't know it's there, then you then it can't scare you. So, if I would say if you slept through the night and with the shadow at the foot of your bed and you did not wake up dead or mutilated or, like, with bite marks on you, I would say... I'm just going on a limb here. Maybe the ghost is just curious. You know what I'm saying? Maybe the ghost just wants to know who moved in. Now, if you don't set up the camera and then, like, you wake up and you've got, like, a bloody nose or there's, like, weird shit drawn on the wall, okay, then then you move to the next step. Then you're like, okay, I'm going to set up a camera and see yeah. what's going on. But I really feel like maybe it's just a curious ghost. I don't think... It necessarily has to be a malevolent spirit, but that's, I, it, that's a true interest. I definitely don't want to know about it if if it's. I, I try to think of myself when I moved into this house here. If I would have set up a camera and saw something in my bedroom the first night, I probably would have wanted to move, and that's expensive and a lot of work. <laughs> it's true, very yeah. expensive. I, you know, I think if I recorded this, I would be terrified, but at the same time, I'll be like, I need more data, and because I because you it think every too night. much about shit. I would I would want to see it more and more just to make sure, you know, because you're not sleeping through the night, you're waking up, right? So I don't know. I think it'd be creepy. 
Well, you know, there's that. There's, what's it? What's it called when you wake up? It's like the lucid dream when you wake up and you 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 see yeah. things, but you're. It's like sleep paralysis where you see things but you can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. I've never had that happen, but that sounds extremely terrifying to me. Yeah, there's a whole uh, documentary on that. I think it's called oh, Nightmare. That's or right. Like that. Yeah, but I used to have that a lot when I was a kid. You had sleep paralysis. Yeah. It, it, Would what you it see is, stuff? It's like it's like where your your body suddenly wakes up while you're in REM sleep, right? And your muscles are still yeah, they're not woken up, but your mind is woken up, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. So it, it was hard to see much of anything, but you, you know, so what you would see would be shadows, you know. That's almost move, worse. But you couldn't really open your eyelids all that much, you know. So it kind of any sort of light in the room would you know cause a shadow, and you think that people were there. I've had it happen before where I wake up. It's happened a few times where I wake up and I know I'm awake and I can sort of open my eyes, but I can't move my my arms yet. Yeah. And then I just kind of wait patiently until I finally wake up, and then you know, you kind of like the first time it happens, Elliot on ET. Yeah. When he sees uh, ET. Well, quite often I wake up and I can't move, but that's because of Parkinson. So I I don't know. I I never (laughs) see anything weird. But but you know what it is? I don't open my eyes because I can't move. So I don't want if some something's coming at me. I don't want to know. Ooh, I I just saw something behind you right now. Oh shit! What was that? I don't want it. I don't want to know. It's like I don't want to see it coming. So I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna close. Keep my eyes closed. Um, I've got a scenario for you guys. Oh, Oh. lay it on us. Okay, this is kind of spooky. I usually do goofy ones. This is pretty spooky here. Now, I got to tell you before I tell this one that uh, I had a friend growing up who lived in the country, and he lived next to a graveyard. And it was it was in a wooded area, so the only way into the graveyard that that you could see was through the road, but it was surrounded on all three sides by woods. Thick forest. Okay. And he lived next to it. The only thing better would be like it was built next to an Indian burial mound. Well, well, I will or say this. We we went over there at night, and I didn't get any weird vibes, but it was dusk. I actually had pictures of us with our guitar standing on the gravestones, very disrespectfully, I might add. <laughs> and his mom took pictures of us. I look back, I'm like, well, what the fuck were we doing? Uh, so, okay, here's the thing. You you peek out, you're having trouble sleeping. So one night you get up, and you you go to pick, pick yourself some herbal tea or some shit, and you look out the window, and you see a firelight coming from the graveyard. So you sneak out of your house, and it's it's probably about it's a it's a few hundred feet, and and the way I'm picturing it in my mind, it may have been, it was pretty it was pretty close, but you couldn't you couldn't throw a rock and hit it, so you have to walk quite a bit. So you're creeping and crawling through the leaves, hoping they don't hear you. When you get to you see a fire, and you see a ring of people in black cloaks, all chanting something really strange in another language. Okay, you're trying to get a little bit closer. You step on a stick, it cracks. They all turn around. You're immediately busted. They grab you, drag you before the fire, and say, what do you have to say for yourself, and why should we not kill you right now? How do you get out of that situation? What's your excuse for creeping around in a graveyard and peeking? I guess it was like a witch's coven or something. I just immediately snap and like, oh, I'm alive. How, where am I? Like, pretend like I just uh, emerged from one of the graves. I think that's my best shot. They want you to give them a reason not to kill you um, or some reason why you're not going to rat them out. I think the only thing you can say is I want to join your cult. That's I think that's the only, right. that's the only way out. I'm one of you. I'll do your laundry. I mean, <laughs> what do you... Jared, well, Jared, Jared, I mean, let's just say you're stupid enough to crawl across a graveyard in the middle of the night to something like this. Think of the X-Files. Right. What would Mulder do? Mm. He would probably uh, 
calmly pop a uh, sunflower seed. Sunflower <laughs> seed. A David sunflower seed. And uh, probably uh, get up and take a closer look. Well, this is the kind of thing we were taught was happening as a kid. I don't know about you, but the satanic mm. panic. So this sounds crazy, but this was something we were taught was really happening. Like they'd have on some Slayer music or some Alice Cooper or something really freaking evil. Hollow Notes. Hollow Notes, yeah. <laughs> George Michael. It's good seance music. George Michael. I think it would be difficult to talk your way out of that situation, but I really think the only thing you could do would say would be to say, I'm curious, I really want to join. Because if you if you give any kind of indication that you're objecting to it or that you are going to tell, you're dead, right? Yeah, that is that would be a super creepy situation to be in, man. For sure. I hope it never happens to me. Let's just I do put it too. That way. Yeah, I'm hoping that doesn't happen. Well, I will. I will be climbing around in graveyards. But dude, it was the weirdest thing. This this guy's house, his parents' house, was was in the country next to. It was a big graveyard too. I'm not talking about like one of those little ones that you can like walk a hundred steps this way and hundred like like one of those ones you see out in the woods. Like there's one not too far from here. It's like uh, it's like a like a fa- family graveyard. This is like there's like a massive graveyard and it was really old. I had something like that happen to me once though. I was, um, there was this park in North County, St. Louis called Sunset Park. Maybe you know it. And uh, I was there with a friend. And from the, when you go back to the, like you, you drive back and several roads are kind of snake down the hills. And when you park at the bottom spot, you can actually take a trail that takes you down to the Missouri River. Okay. So me and my friend, we were teens at the time, just hanging out on a Saturday. We went down and we go around the bend. We're almost to the river. And all of a sudden, we see probably 15 people standing in a circle. Are you serious? I'm just dead serious. This actually happened. It was my friend Kevin. We, we see these people standing in a circle. In the middle of the circle is a log or a rock or something, and someone is standing in the middle of the circle. And they didn't have cloaks on, but they were. there was something that was off about the situation. It didn't seem like a church youth group having a prayer meeting or anything like that it was something weird about it at least foreign to us you know it could have been like a wiccan thing i don't know which would be fine if they did that i don't know what it was all i know is that it felt weird and then we started to see one of them maybe hear us just like you said crack the leaves oh shit and you know what we did we just hightailed it back to the car we just got out of there because we were so freaked out we had no clue they were they were saying some things that we couldn't understand, and we were like, "That was weird. Let's get out of here, dude." I, I literally watched a, 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 what is it, the Randonaut? Yeah, yeah. I watched one of those videos today, and it was it was so so much like that because basically they were they were at like some old uh, uh, convent, so they're looking around it or whatever. And they go up these uh, steps that are like you know covered in grass and everything else, and they get to the top. And they look, they look off to their left, and there's a pole, and there's like all these people standing around it with their foreheads on the pole. What? What? That's weird. And this is in the middle of the day. Yeah, that's not okay. Right? You gotta send yeah. that to me. Oh yeah. I want to. S- yeah, yeah, send it. Just yeah, Sam, send it to me when he sends it to you. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, I got a story. Here's a story of something that happened to me when I was on tour once. And file this under unexplained stories, okay? I'm all ears and forehead, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I'm going to preface this by saying that earlier today, um, I was driving around St. Louis in North County and decided, I was like, you know, I think I'm close to the exorcist house. And I was like, I'm going to go drive by it. So I looked it up online. Most people may not know that that the bulk of the story that became the film, The Exorcist, actually happened here in St. Louis mm-hmm. uh, at uh, Alexian Brothers Hospital. That's right. And um, But there's a house uh, in Normandy, I think it's Normandy, in, which is a town up in North County of St. Louis, where um, the kid that the story, the real story that it's based on happened... Um, he was staying in this house and there were some things to happen in the house where they saw like the bed shaking and him levitating some of the things that ended up being in the movie so I drove by there and, and it's a pretty unassuming house it doesn't really feel that weird um, the owners the people living in this house right now there's, putting, people, there's people living in there there's people living in it right now and uh, they were putting up Halloween decorations I'm like wow they must have a lot of people that drive by mm-hmm. but it made me think of this crazy story that happened because I was on tour um with, uh, you know, there was three of us in the band at the time, and we were staying in uh, Kansas City, and we were staying in the house of one of the dudes in the band. It was his parents' house. So we just crashed on the floor there. And that night, we decided to watch The Exorcist. Now, one of the guys that was with us um, had never seen it before. So we're like, okay, this will be fun. It's super creepy. So we watched the movie, and then we decided that me and the other guy we're going to try and scare this dude that had never seen the exorcist that oh night. you're horrible yeah you're horrible. you know i it, this is this is probably not one of my most shining moments but it, it, it was it was you know it's it was a great like you story were, you were young yeah. and it's it's fun to scare people if they like to be scared if people don't like to be scared it's not cool to scare them and we were all cool with this stuff we would scare each other all the time sure sure so we decided that uh he was like he was saying um the dude who was in on it was staying uh, in some other part of the house. He was staying upstairs. The only way up and down was through a staircase. He was like, I'm going to go dress all in black and sneak down the back of the house and come in and we'll scare him at some point. I was like, okay, simple stuff, right? So there was, in the room we were staying, there was this computer sitting there. And it was like an old Windows 98 computer. And with the screensaver? With the right, screensaver. Yeah. And it was asleep. And at one point, it woke up we were like, what well, woke up the computer? Like, you know what I mean? So I was like, okay, this is kind of fun to talk about, so I'll be all spooky about it. So I know that any second, this other guy is going to come down and start sneaking in. Well, I hear him in the back room. I hear the floor squeak, and I'm like, okay, so this is the time. Let's start talking about it and like, kind of get in this scary <laughs> moment. Bait the trap, so to speak. Yeah. Bait the trap. So I decide I'm just going to be kind of... Uh, you know, silly, I'll be like, okay, with my mind, I'm going to make this computer come back on. So I figure, you know, that this other dude who's sneaking in, you can hear me saying this, and he'll wake it up at just the right time. So I count backwards from like 50. And uh, I do it pretty fast. When it gets to the last 10, I do it at random paces. I'm like 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, right? You're screwing with him. I'm screwing with him. <laughs> When I get to one, I promise you, this happened. As soon as I said one, it, the screen degaus. It was like, you know, the old sound oh. monitor, and it powered on. So the, the whole time that this is happening, before it actually wakes up, I hear the dude sneaking through the room, and I hear the floor squeak in, and, you know, then he wakes up the computer for me. Well, then nothing else happens. He doesn't jump out and scare him or anything like that. 
She's like, come on, bro, where's the rest of it? Yeah, so it was it was still super creepy that it happened. So next morning, we're getting ready to head out. You know, uh, we load up the trailer. Uh, we get ready to go to the next stop. And I'm like, dude, why didn't you come down? I heard you in the room. Why didn't you jump out and scare him? He's like, what? I was like, yeah, why didn't you jump out and scare him? He was like, oh, I, I'm sorry, man. I got real tired. I actually just went upstairs and passed out. I never so, actually went down So what was, what was crawling around in the other room? Right? I don't know, but I promise you. Now, look, it was an old house, so it could have just been the floor settling. But I swear I heard something sleeking along the floor. And then literally when I said one, the computer woke up. I can't explain it. I don't know what happened. Do you think maybe the other two guys were actually punking you out? It's totally possible, <laughs> right? That was my thought: is maybe, maybe, maybe Frank when, the maybe when the guy upstairs got the idea, he's like, "I'm gonna actually punk Sam out." So he went to the other guy. Yep. Yeah. I could. They, but still, and that's if pretty, that's the case, then, then uh, you know, kudos to them because I deserved it. <laughs> now, Jared, you got any weird scenarios? I know we we hmm. we kind of talked about like bringing up some weird what if scenarios. Did all right, all right. So this is gonna be sort of let's say semi biographical okay right, when i was a kid right uh, we used to go to happy hollow bible camp it right? sounds that frightening already is a frightening <laughs> name right sounds exactly exactly but so i went to summer camp and uh one of the one of the counselors at the camp was uh, a gentleman that uh, was also one of the sheriffs in uh, green county he he was pretty cool like he would let us do things that, you know, we normally wouldn't be able to do. Like, so they were at Happy Hollow. He snuck a bunch of us out. We all went on a little walk up the country road a ways there. And uh, we start uh, we start smelling some weed. Nice. The hippie fruit. Yep. Yep. <laughs> a little, little wacky to backy. Somebody's doing some of the devil's lettuce up in there. Right. So we start smelling that, right? And it's... Uh, you know, little tiny country roads there's dense forest on both sides not a whole lot of houses or anything around we come up around the bend there and uh, it's getting real strong right and we start hearing angel eyes remember that song it's jeff oh, healy oh creepy oh yeah, angel yeah, yeah. Eyes, right so we start to hear that and there's we look over to the right there's a barn and there's a light on on the other side of the barn because you can see it coming through the, the doors right we get a little bit closer and that, that that song's getting louder and louder right i'm standing there with the sheriff right let me ask you what do you think happens well i would i would assume the sheriff if he's smelling some some of the hippie shit he would go in there and maybe break it up this is like what i think would happen in real life I, I would agree with J-Mac. I think he's going to go in, like, he's got, figure he's out He's got to knock on the door on. and be like, come yeah. on, come on, I would hippies. totally expect a cop to be like, okay, let's let's just take care of this right now. So what happened, actually? No. He didn't do that. Like I said, he was a pretty cool guy. Maybe maybe he was looking to share a little bit of it? Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> the sheriff of Green County. Yeah. Oh, um. Green County. I get it now. <laughs> oh. I get it now. Wow, that that is a cool that is a cool cop. That was a cool, yeah, right. No, but that really did happen though. I mean, so we, you guys, did, just... he did sneak us out. We did go walk. But the, the song the would freak Healy. me out. The song yeah, would right? freak me out because it you're, doesn't seem appropriate. You're in rural Missouri, right? You you hear that now? Come to find out, I guess a lot of the farmers around there to keep pests out of their crops would put boom boxes 
out in the middle of oh. the field. Are you serious? And crank them up. Yeah. Because the noise would keep them away. And so somebody just thought, well, we got some tunes going. Let's get high. Right. Let's Wanna get high, man? Wanna get Someone's high, man? Someone's making our soundtrack, Dude, baby. Let's, get high let's go, go listen to some music and smoke camp. some weed. Dude, that, that's that's <laughs> do that. that's actually creepy and hilarious at the same time. I love that story. <laughs> I got a crazy story for you, James. St- tell me. I, I'm, I'm getting... Wait a minute. What was that? Huh? I don't know. I heard something in the woods. No, I hear something rustling behind you right now. Wait, now I heard it behind Jared. This Are you guys hearing that? Creepy. Let's just ignore it like that, like like yeah. the, the like the the I video. Know. I'm always like the one the that's like, did you hear that? Yeah. When you really, you you shouldn't acknowledge it. No, you can't acknowledge it because if you acknowledge it, then you acknowledge it's real, and if you don't acknowledge it, then it's not real, and you it can't hurt you. Well, the really smart thing you to do when power. you're oh why, yeah, I guess that's true. I didn't even think about that. Right. Um, I'm always thinking too when I'm sitting around a fire that like you shouldn't stare into the fire too long because if you stare into the fire, then you can't see what's out. Um, Because your eyes have to adjust. I mean, you could just close one eye, I guess, and then the other eye would be ready to look out. Okay, I'm just getting a little freaked out, guys. Sounds like a lot of work. Well, I. All right, I'm going to tell you this story, and it might freak you out just a little bit. Okay, cool. So, so this is like one of those situations, like you just told, where it's like, what are you going to do? I heard this from a friend in college. It happened to, I want to say, it was like his uncle and aunt. Okay, so I can't verify it. So this is based on actual events. As far as I know. Okay. So this couple, they were like, they must have been in their late 20s, early 30s. They were starting a business where they were selling furniture and, and pieces. And they lived in upstate New York, like in the Hudson Valley, you know, where like Sleepy Hollow is. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's a lot of really creepy things that happen up in this area. Sure. So one of the things they like to do is on Saturdays, it would go to estate sales. There were a lot of them around this in this area. I want to say this is like probably in the, like the early 90s. So the internet is not really popular at this point. Everybody might have some Prodigy or CompuServe. So it allowed prodigy for... Prodigy and CompuServe. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's really that's, going that's back. That's scary. That's more scary than your story. Earthlink is going to make it a nice stop right there. Though. Mic drop. Right. They send you the free CD on the mail, get 23 <laughs> hours of internet. Right. You going to so, bring up Earthlink next? Oh, he <laughs> yeah. went to Earthlink. Earthlink. <laughs> Two tape decks at earthlink.net. There we go. <laughs> at AOL.com. All right, all right. So they go up to this one house, and it's surrounded by tall trees. The other houses are not close by to it. And this is like one of those, I want to say it's like a Victorian house. As the story goes, they're walking around um, looking for interesting pieces. Now, they got there. They would be always be like some of the first people there. And one of the things that they would do is they would just start, you know, they would see what's in the front, but then start going to the back rooms of the house before other people could do it and see what they could find. Well, it paid off for them this day because they went into some room that was way far back in the house, um, like off of a mud room or something like that. And there's all this stuff piled in the room. You can tell it's been there for decades. And they notice this desk in the back corner. They can just see a piece of it. And there's like frames and boxes and stuff packed in front of it. So they go and they start digging it out and they realize it's this like antique colonial writing desk in like perfect shape, barely touched. They worked out some kind of deal with the with the people who were running the sale. Um, they didn't even know it was back there. It was like buried so much. They hadn't seen all the stuff that was in this house. So they get like, get it for like a great deal, like something you wouldn't expect. They take it home, clean it up, and they start using it as their um, desk for like everyday stuff. Um, and when they were repairing it and cleaning it, they noticed that when they pulled out one of the little drawers in the front, 
that it looked like the drawer was too short for the desk. And Falls they pulled, back. Exactly. Mm. They pulled the drawer all the way out, and there's a hidden compartment in the back. And they open it up, and there's some weird stuff inside this drawer. But the weirdest thing they found is they found a tooth. Now, this wasn't like a baby tooth, like where like some moms save their kids' baby tooth. This is like a full grown adult, adult why would you save a molar with the root so like that's weird with the root yeah. and then they kept working on it and then one day they've had this this is like maybe two years after they get this they've been using it every day one day um, the woman bumps into a part of the desk and a little compartment opens up in the front like this it's not uncommon for these desks to have like these hidden little drawers and it was like a spot where like it just looked like it was like an, or- an ornate spot and it yeah. opened up mm-hmm when they opened that up, inside there was like a full set of adult teeth. They're no, old. no, I'm no, I'm. It's, I get get out of my house. I don't want dead people's teeth in my right? house. It's jacked there's, up. There's there's more. So <laughs> I'm telling you, this is a crazy story. Who Have I never teeth? told you this? No, no, I've, I would remember this shit. Okay, right. so so they find this full set of teeth, and that's all that's in this drawer. Mm-mm. And so they're like, I wonder if there's any other compartments in this thing. And sure enough, there's another false one. And they open that, and there is a finger what? with a ring on it, and it's like mummified. So they were killing people and taking trophies, basically. Dude. That's what it seems like, right? Like, what would you do? A mummified finger? What? Okay, the teeth, you can... I don't know. I still can't justify that, but a finger—you clearly cut a finger off. Okay, that's jacked. I mean, it would freak you out, right? Was it the mob, the CIA? I'm gonna tell you what they did, but what would you do at that point? Would you go to the cops? Like, would you go? Like, what would you do? Well, it's mummified. I don't think there's anything you can do. I would sell it. I would be like, I don't want this in my house anymore. I don't know if you can actually go to the cops. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'd probably want to know what the story is. Why would you save a goddamn finger? Well, the finger actually had, um, I want to say it had like fingernail polish on it too. So it might've been like a woman's finger. Uh, yeah. But I mean, my mind goes to is like, or it's like, like to prevent dental records or something with like all the teeth. Cause these are like yep. adult teeth. Yeah. Right, right. So I don't know. They ended up like, um, going and it took them a while to track down where the house actually had been to. Cause it was like on these winding roads. I don't know if you've ever been up to that part of the country, but it's like, it's actually really easy to get lost. I've gotten lost up there on the roads because they twist and turn and like, yeah. you know, you, you don't realize where you're actually going. Get lost and your teeth and a finger end up at somebody's <laughs> desk. Right? So they go back and I you know obviously whoever owned this desk or originally doesn't live in this place anymore because that was part of why they were having this estate sale. And the people that lived there, they had no idea. Um, and I don't even think they even told them about the story, but they tried to look up, you know, some things about it to see if there had been any, any stories. I want to say that they might have convinced um, the people that lived there to like start looking in the yard and see if they dug up anything, um, but they didn't, never found anything out there. They fed it to the dog; it doesn't exist anymore. Right. So yeah, I mean, that's file that under like weird events. So yeah. be careful when you buy vintage furniture or antique furniture. You don't know what's lurking inside the hidden compartments. Well, I'm going to I'm going to end the, the episode on a scary, grisly yet funny note here. I've been I've been trying to think of a good earlier this week. I'm trying to think of a good end cap to because I knew we were going to get weird and kind of creepy. So this this be this is this is a scenario that could never happen in real life. Uh, some of the other ones could maybe on a weird other plane but this could never happen okay so you guys ready yeah ready your neighbor's wife dies she turns into a zombie 
he chains her up in the backyard. Okay, he's got her on a runner, a little bowl of water, comes out to talk to her. Now, you're not happy about this. Um, Is this a commonplace thing? People are turning into zombies, or? It, let's right. just say it happens. It's like a Fido thing. Let's just say it, it, it happens. Movie. It's kind of like Shaun of the Dead. Remember, did you ever see Shaun of the Dead? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay, so there, there are zombies. They've cleaned up most of the zombies, but but your neighbor can't get rid of his wife, so he's got her out in the backyard on a, on a runner. Okay, well, you've talked to him. I don't like I don't like seeing your your damn your dead wife wandering around out in my backyard. Your damn dirty dead. Wife. I don't I don't like it. It, it freaks <laughs> me out. I'm worried about it. I'm worried about her getting out and doing something. Well, he says, "Screw you! I'm keeping my my dead wife in the backyard." Well, you hear a yelp. You go out. You realize your dog got loose. The zombie is is taking a bite. She's chewing on Fido's leg. Okay, she's killed uh, the dog and she's gnawing on it. That's not okay. Yeah, no. What do you do? Do you do? Do you just go over and take out take out his wife? Yep. Shit, yeah. I go and like you know. You don't even approach him and say say you, you don't ask permission. You just you just take his wife out. Not, I mean, yeah. if someone's hurting my dog, right? It's your dog's dead already. There's nothing to do. It ate the dog. It don't matter. Mm-mm. You take my dog. I'm okay. taking your zombie wife okay. and your ass. Okay. It's not okay to have a zombie in your backyard. Uh-huh. No, it's just not I, okay. I agree, but let's flip the script. Okay, you've got your wife or your girlfriend in the backyard. She's a zombie. You can't get rid of her. She eats your neighbor's dog, and, and your neighbor comes over and shoots your zombie wife in the, in the head. I'm not okay with that either. Not okay with that. Nope. No? Nope. No. My wife, my house, my rules. You don't touch my wife. That's kind of a rule. Even if your wife is a zombie, you're not really allowed to go messing with other people's wives. So even though you want to take it's out... It's true. Even though you want to go take out your neighbor's wife, you can't really do it. I don't know what the laws are. I don't, I don't know what the laws would be about killing a zombie wife. Well, how does that go down? Do you walk over to your neighbor and right. like... Hey, Chet. Um, Chet? I have Chet. to let you know that... Uh, Evelyn just ate Sparky, <laughs> and I'm not okay with that. So I'm gonna go and put her down. You cool with that, bro? <laughs> yeah, right. That wouldn't really work either. No, it would not. I don't think that that doesn't end well. No, I don't. Not, it none of it well could end well, but I, I I really think that there's. I would say that you're going to end up in court at some point, um, regardless, either over the dog or the wife. You're either gonna. Either gonna sue him because his wife killed your dog, his zombie wife killed your dog, or you're gonna—he's gonna sue you because you killed his wife. How do you even try that case? Like, if you're saying like, so this is like, like, fairly commonplace zombies. Do you have like a like a a half zombie jury, half normal jury to go to try this case? Uh, like half the undead. I don't know. I just I just think how would be weird if the zombie virus got loose and then they they were able to corral it, but some people couldn't say goodbye to their loved ones. It's understandable. So they just keep them around like pets. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like, the there's been, like, Michonne on right. The Walking Dead, how she's got the, the two zombies where she takes her teeth out. Here's what I would do. I, w- I don't think I would kill her. I would go, I would go take, rip her mouth out and her teeth out so she couldn't bite anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'd be like, there, done. Why don't you tell go her what you're really going to do, J-Mac? <laughs> Jesus. I think that's, I think that's the civilized thing to do is, is not kill her. Just go and whack her jaws out so she can't bite anything anymore. I think that's the best thing to do. Yeah. I, I don't, that's, yeah. that's making peace. That's the best decision for everybody. I mean, can you be humane to a zombie? It brings up a whole set of questions, Jared, that I wasn't even considering, right? Like, is there going to, yeah, I mean, that can go really deep. Oh God, I think I hear a zombie. You better wrap this show up, guys. Yeah, I think, I think the zombies we better put this fire yeah, let's, uh, let, let's douse it. You guys ready here. to go? For the first ever Halloween episode of Two Tape Decks and a Mixing Board, I'm Jay Mack. And I'm Sam Wade. <laughs>
Woo! I'm Jared. Saying until next week, stay, stay cosmic. cosmic.